Good morning, Mission Church of the Nazarene. This is Pastor Tony Miller. I'm lead pastor here at Mission Naz, and uh, we have a whole team here. We just want to just welcome you into this worship experience, and we want to say Happy Mother's Day. Yes, I enjoyed the clip that we just got to watch together, honoring moms. And uh, when you think about moms, the impact they've had on humankind all the way back through the centuries, moms make a difference. And so we just want to say Happy Mother's Day. Those that want to be mothers, those that are going to be mothers, we want to involve everybody. We don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or leave anybody out. We just want to say Happy Mother's Day to all of you. If you have God's Word, I invite you to turn to a passage in Mark chapter 15. I'm going to refer to that passage because Jesus' mother was present there at the very end of Christ's life. And then we go to another passage in 1 Timothy chapter 1, looking at verses 3 through 7. Now we are going to read that passage. So get your finger there. Go to 1 Timothy Uh, Chapter 1, looking at verses 3 through 7. I want to begin by a quote I came across from Eleanor Roosevelt. She said this. She said, my mother was one of the most most beautiful women that I'd ever seen. And that kind of plays into my title today, The Most Beautiful People. And that's what I've titled my message for Mother's Day. Because moms, when you think of their, their behavior and their love and their sacrifice, and we think of what moms have done through it for us, and what moms, you know, your mom has done for you, they, they, are, they are beautiful people. And we just want to honor our moms today. I recognize that there was the presence of Jesus' mother at the very end. In fact, in Mark, as I mentioned, Mark chapter 15, we go to where Jesus Christ is breathing his last breath. He cries out, Elohim, Elohim. And, and you remember that. And then, of course, the temple curtain torn. And, and then the centurion, he looks at Jesus, experiencing all this that's happening as Jesus breathes his last breath. And the centurion soldier said, surely this must have been the Son of God. And then it says there at the end of the passage that many women were present. And, of course, one of those was Jesus' mother. Significant that Jesus' mother seems to always be there in those important times in Jesus' life. In fact, that's why I go to 2 Timothy chapter 1, beginning here at verse uh, 3 down through 7. And this is where uh, Paul charges Timothy to deal with some people that are kind of, you know, out of line in regards to the doctrine and theology. And so, so Paul is challenging Timothy, and he's confident in Timothy's ability, because what Paul knew in this relationship that he had with Timothy, Paul knew that Timothy had been mentored by his mother and grandmother. That, that Timothy had the qualities necessary to deal with the challenge that he was giving them uh, to, to uh, confront those that were opposing the truth of the gospel. And so we go to 2 Timothy chapter 1, beginning at verse 3. As I urge you, when I went into Macedonia, stay there in Ephesus, so that you may command certain people not to teach false doctrines any longer, or to devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies. Such things promote controversial speculations rather than advancing God's work, which is, by faith, the goal of this command. And the goal of this command is love, which comes from pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Some have departed from these and have turned to meaningless talk. They want to be teachers of the law, but they do not know what they are talking about or what they are so confidently affirming or what they so confidently affirm. Precious Father, I thank you for the word today. I pray that your anointing would be upon it. I thank you, Father, for the opportunity that we have to just pause and take some time out to honor those that have invested so much in us, our moms. 
I, I pray for those that are hurting. I pray for those that maybe are missing their moms right now. I'm praying for those that maybe have never even had the opportunity to meet their mom. Whatever the the situation, the scenario may be, Father, we just pray that your Holy Spirit would come in and minister and lift up every individual that's listening to this message today. And so, Father, we love you. We honor you. We thank you for your word. We pray that your blessing be upon it. In Jesus Christ's glorious name, amen. And this is God's word. May God bless it as we read it. as I, I look at the passage, I, I, I see a central theme, or really a common denominator, which is it seems that, that great mothers, whether it was 2,000 years ago, when we look at the mother of Jesus and her presence in his life at those key moments, or whether moms today, it seems like moms just have the snack that they're always there at the right time. <laughs> I'll never forget uh, the summer that I'd sold books door to door for Southwestern Book Company. And... Uh, I had turned my money into the person which was called my upline to the person that was ahead of me, and I turned my money in all summer, and I did pretty well. But at the end of the summer, they did not show, the cor- corporate company did not show that that money had been turned in, and so that person, that student, had uh, had kept the money. And so it was a pretty big issue because I was getting dunning notices. The company wanted me to pay, and it was a big deal because I was a college student, hardly had no money at all. And, and so I was really stressed about this, and my parents knew about it. Well, I'll never forget that afternoon when we drove up to the Northwest Nazarene campus, college campus, and lo and behold, uh, who was standing on the sidewalk as I was getting out of the car, for some reason, I had my own car, but some reason mom was dropping me off. I don't know if my car was in the shop, I can't remember. But mom was dropping me off, and lo and behold, there on the sidewalk was the vice president of the Southwestern Book Company, from Nashville, Tennessee. He was making an appearance there for some reason. Anyhow, I I said, hey, there's the vice president of the Southwestern Book Company. And mom says, stay here for a minute. And so uh, I said, well, okay. And so she gets out of the car and she starts to talk to this vice president, this man. And folks, I'm telling you, at first he's kind of moving his hands and he's talking and trying to convince. And all of a sudden, I mean, I can hear my mom's voice rise a little bit. All of a sudden, his hands go down by his side. And he just, you know, is standing there kind of with big eyes and he's shaking his head up and down. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I'm listening as my mom is walking up one side and down the other of that man. And he was speechless. Well, anyhow, mom finished up. She comes back, gets in the car, reaches over and pats me on the knee and said, don't worry about it, son. You don't owe that $800 anymore. (laughs) Moms have a way of just being there at the right time. And I want to praise the Lord for that. For me, that was a miracle, right? Just like it was a miracle 2,000 years ago when that angel appeared to to Mary and and that angel prophesied and Mary responded and she became, of course, great with child, which would be the savior of all of mankind. And we witnessed the miracle of the birth of that savior as we even celebrate him today in the faith that we have that we call Christianity. Well, it's really super interesting. I mention all that. It's super interesting because the gospel would not have been complete without a mother. Think of that. The gospel would have not been complete without a mother. And in fact, that's one of the reasons I come to this passage where Paul is challenging or charging Timothy with confronting those that were opposing, you know, true faith because he knew how the mother, Timothy's mother and grandmother had influenced and trained Timothy. And in fact, there are three aspects, three truths that I think we should lift up and recognize 
in, in Timothy that we see really in this passage that we read this morning. And that is that, that he had a sincere faith, he had sincere hope, and he had sincere love. I, I think that's key. And we'll come back to that because you see Timothy's mother and mother again had given him just what he needed when he needed it. You say, well, what is that, Pastor? Well, he needed the tools for ministry. He needed the tools for ministry and they, they passed that on to him. And, and, and you know, moms have that intuition. They know what we need uh, and when we need it. In fact, as I was a kid growing up, uh, and I'm, I'm serious about this, my mom, she had eyes in the back of her head. Yeah, in fact, she wouldn't let me touch her hair because I think that if I would have parted her hair, she she would have had. A, I mean, Mom knew it whether I was getting a cookie out of the cookie jar or whether I was holding some secret or something happened. I'm telling you, Mom had eyes in the back of the head, back of her head, and so they have this intuition. They they know what we need when we need it, and I think about the influence that my own mom had in my life as I was, you know, trying to process the call to ministry. As I was trying to, you know, formulate in my mind, I mean, what was this thing that was happening inside of me, this spiritual thing, as God was beginning to reveal his will to me and the vital role that my mother played. In fact, I never thought about it until I sat down for this message, this passage, uh, and, and began to work on this some time ago. And, and that is, you know, you know who was there when I accepted Jesus, when I decided to follow Jesus? You know who was there at my side? That's right, my mom. My mom was there and she knew what I needed just right when I needed it because mothers do that, right? Mothers, they do that. They they are so important to us. That's what I'm trying to establish, the importance of moms. In fact, I, I love a little cartoon uh, that I came across. It was about a six-year-old boy. He was on the phone and in a very worried and concerned voice, he was answering the caller. Uh, obviously, a family friend had called and was asking how the family was. And the little boy, in his shaking, worried voice, he responded and told the caller, he said, Mom is in the hospital. The twins, Bobby, Sally, and Dad, the dog, and me, we're home all alone. <laughs> we're home all alone. Moms are important to us. And I believe you agree with me. No question. Theodore Roosevelt was quoted as saying that the mother is the one supreme asset of national life. She is more important by far than the successful statesman or businessman or artist or scientist. We're trying to establish that our mothers are so very important. In fact, we look back at our text today as we look at First Timothy, and, and I believe we see the three signs as, as those things that had been passed on to Timothy by the mentoring of his mother and grandmother, three signs of a great mother. In fact, I want to share them with you. And the first one is this, a, a sincere faith. In fact, we pick up at, at verse 5 and look at the last part of that verse, part B of verse 5, and, and we see the spirit, I mean the sincere faith. And, and I need to say this, that this is more a spirit that is that is caught than it is taught, right? It's, it's more caught than it is taught because it's so hard to, you know, really communicate what it means to live by faith and have sincere faith. I would go back to the, the, the statement I made. It's almost as if the gospel would have not been without a mother. Why? Because mothers make all the difference when they have sincere faith. I mean, think about Mary as she received the prophecy of the angel and the Lord came upon her and she was with child. And I, I, I think about the tremendous faith that Mary must have had to go through what she did as she was great with child and, and the social pressures that she probably went through and, and the things that people said about her. Oh, she's crazy. She's seeing things. She's talking about angels. 
Or are they saying things like, oh, she soiled a, a woman of ill repute because she's with child before the marriage was finalized. And I'm just thinking about the tremendous pressures that Mary must have went through. But if it was not with that, a sincere faith, she would have never made it. You see, great mothers have a sincere faith and they exercise that sincere faith. And their faith is not only in themselves. Their faith is not just in their child. Many mothers have great faith in their children, but it's not just that. It's also great faith in their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In fact, as we go through the centuries and we look at history of great moms, we find that most likely, almost 100% of the time, they were women had great faith in their Creator and their Savior, Jesus Christ. So they have a sincere faith. That's the first thing. What is the second thing? Remember, the second thing is great mothers have a sincere hope. I mean, nothing inspires, nothing, you know, energizes and gives power like the idea of hope. I mean, once somebody has hope, wow. Once they have hope, then everything changes and, 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 and the sky is the limit and the potential is unlimited. And, and you see, that's what's happening as Timothy is teaching, opposing those that, that had a misaligned doctrine or the theology was, was not the truth. And it's also, he's realigning them. He's giving them the hope of this potential of what can be when they're thinking as, as they should be and thinking in their proper theology. You know, I, I know that as a parent, um, Instilling hope in our children, it was a priority. In fact, um, my wife and I oftentimes, uh, well, most of the time, I think almost every evening as I prayed with my kids, we'd kneel down beside their bed like many of you parents do, and we pray with our kids or we read them a little something. And then after I prayed with them, with Remington and Abram and Courtney, after I prayed with them, I'd kiss them on the forehead. And then you know what I'd do? I'd bless them. I'd say, bless you, Abram. Bless you, Remington. I bless you, Courtney. And I know that sounds a little weird, but I regularly blessed my children because I wanted to know that there was something great that God had in store for them. And so we bless our children, and you know, we do it in two ways. We bless our children directly, right? Providing for them and tuition and, and food and, and all the things that, that's provided. So we bless our children directly or we bless them indirectly. I mean, think about that for a moment. We bless our kids directly or we bless them indirectly. And, and this begins to build and create hope in them that are the ways they would never experience or have in their life. And so uh, a great mother has sincere faith. They have sincere hope. And the last one, a great mother has sincere love. I'm in no way an expert on this. I mean, I've never been a mother, right? <laughs> uh, but I, I do know something about the idea of love, not love as a mother, but love. And I know this, that that love is acting in a way that is sometimes uncomfortable. Why? Because it's loving. And sometimes acting in ways that is uncomfortable is because we're wanting to do the right thing. We're wanting to do the proper thing that is going to be the best for the one that we love. And, and so we need to ask some questions of ourselves. In fact, I want to talk to mothers for just a moment. And this is for mom today. Um, I want to ask you two questions, Mom. Just two questions. The first question is this. What is it? What is it if you could leave your, your child or your children one thing, be it physical or non-physical, what would that one thing be, Mom? If you could leave your child or your children one thing, what would be that one thing that you would leave them? The second question is this. How do you want to be remembered? I mean, as the mother, how, how do you 
want to be remembered by, by your children. I think this is a big reason why Paul goes on to say in another passage in 2 Timothy around chapter 1, which is really spiritually relevant for us here because Paul is entrusting Timothy with the gospel of Christ. And in fact, this would have an effect and this would impact millions and millions of people. In fact, it is that gospel and that truth that is still rolling around the globe today. It is that Christianity that is still impacting thousands upon thousands of lives. And see, Paul understood this, that this was a big deal and that that Timothy was going to have a tremendous influence. And, And so he is entrusting Timothy with the gospel. Well, folks, God has entrusted you, mothers, with something that is very similar and probably even even greater than that, and that is the influence that you have on your children, the shaping of your children as they become teachers and lawyers and painters and bankers and scientists and presidents and all the wonderful things that they become. God's entrusted you, your children, to your influence as they become those things, but most importantly, as they become adult children of God. As your children grow up in the faith and become these adult children of God. And you know, moms, you have that charge to show this sincere love. Yes, sincere faith and sincere faith and hope, but a sincere love all along while making tremendous, tremendous sacrifices. Because moms do that. They make tremendous sacrifices. I was moved when I read the story of a a loving mother that made a tremendous sacrifice for a baby, little baby boy. The story is told of a mother that was traveling from one place to South Wales, over the mountains to South Wales. And in, in the process of her journey, it was a long journey. This was over a hundred years ago. In the process of the journey, a storm had blown in. And in fact, it was a blizzard. And she realized that she was ill-prepared as far as food, as far as clothing, that that she probably was not going to make it to her destination with her little baby boy. Well, they sent out a, a, a search team to find, to find her. Well, lo and behold, they did find her. They found the mother underneath a mound of snow. Imagine this. Underneath a mound of snow, and as they began to uncover her, they see what she had done. And what that mom had done to protect her newborn baby little boy is that she had taken all of her clothes off, knowing that she was they were not going to make it together. She had taken all of her clothes off, and she had wrapped her baby little boy in her own clothes. And then with her naked body, she humped over her baby with her knees and her elbows on the ground, holding her baby underneath her as the snow piled up on top of her. And so when they revealed the mother, she was no longer with us. She had passed and she had given her life because to all joy and celebration, that baby boy was still alive. <laughs> Moms do that. Moms make the ultimate sacrifice for their children. <laughs> and so today we honor moms because they love us that way. They sacrifice like that. And oh, what a great example of the love and the sacrifice that Jesus made for us because There is no greater love than this when a man lays down his life or a person lays down his life for another. Jesus did that for you. He laid down his life for you that you might have everlasting life. We want you to know this. Whoever's participating and worshiping with us this morning, I want you to know that Jesus loves you and he was willing to give everything that he had for you. He wants to be a part of your life. Won't you... Won't you invite Jesus to become a part of your life? Won't you thank your mother for being the great mom that she has been 
or whoever filled that role in your life that might not have been your biological mother, but somebody else that was like your mother, to call them and thank them today, this afternoon. But first include Jesus because he loves you. And he wants to be a part of your life. Let's pray. Precious Father in heaven, I thank you for the word today. I thank you, God, for answered prayer. I thank you, God, that you're in our midst right now and that you're moving hearts and that, Lord, you're you're doing your work and we believe that. And so, Father, we just lean into you this morning. I pray for our moms, grandmothers, those that fill the role of mother. I pray that you would just lift them. May they be blessed as they receive thanks, as they receive phone calls or maybe a letter, or maybe a lunch, whatever it is, we just want to honor our moms today. Father, thank you for the word. Thank you for the truth that you give us in your word that is everlasting. We pray your blessing and anointing on this time. We ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening here at Mission Church of the Nazarene.